What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that is simply a discussion between a couple of local church leaders. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about podcasts. We're going to be recommending other podcasts on this podcast. It's the Podcast Podcast. I'm your host, the A-Game, Adam Bailey, elder of Grassroots Church here in the beautiful Greenbrier Valley of West Virginia, joined again, as always, by the main man himself, lead elder of Grassroots Church, Mr. I'm going on a field trip today, Darren Terry. I did. I, I had fun. I got to go to the Virginia Safari Park. I highly recommend it. Yeah, he got good grades this year, Darren, so yep. his parents End took him to the zoo. So I so got exciting. to feed the yak. They really do have a yak. <laughs> they really do. But I, hey, I pulled into the parking lot here at the theater and saw your car and was like, I, I mean, I saw you Sunday, and today we're recording this. This is Thursday. And I was like, it feels like forever since I've seen you. Because last week, you know, we, we met up and recorded. I forget what day we did, but we met up and recorded. Friday. Friday. I saw you Saturday at the GSM picnic. And then Sunday at the gathering. And then this week, I had to wait till Thursday. I'm sorry. I don't mean to deprive you. I was actually off. The, I'm usually off on Thursdays. I'm off next Thursday. Hey, we can have our normal wild bean date. <laughs> Which, you know, it's interesting. I mentioned it last week because we recorded on a Friday evening. My brain's just not that good on Friday evenings. I feel like in the morning I have more energy. I'm better focused. I have much more caffeine. And I mentioned before we really got into the topic of coveting, it's like it's going to be. I'm curious to see the tone of of the podcast, and I listened to it today. Got some yard work done, and I was listening to last week's podcast today. It was probably the most, I want to say, intimate, like open and honest podcast we've done. So, so we far. need to catch you on Friday night and catch you vulnerable. Well, I was thinking about it today. We're going to be talking about podcasts, other folks' podcasts, which is something I've. I love podcasts. I've been listening oh, yeah. to a lot of podcasts for the past 10 years. It's so personal to me. The way that I can, this is how I feel right now. I feel like someone's about to pick up my phone, go to my music app, and look at my recently played without me knowing that they were going to do that beforehand. Which we know already is Miley Cyrus. Just nonstop between the Miley Cyrus and Kesha <laughs> and Snoop. Snoop. And the Gaithers. Yeah. You know what? You got to be well-rounded. You got to go across the spectrum. They, uh, you know, they've all influenced my worldview. Different ways. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I really hope different ways. But. Kesha, though, that's the, that's the one that got it. So anyway, I'm, I'm approaching this podcast kind of like somber again because it's the evening and I'm moody. Uh, it's, it's, I'm going to be completely honest through the podcast. That's my promise. I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm okay. not going to say the word like. Okay. And I have to admit, before I came here, just to get in the right mindset, I went to the Wild Bean and got some coffee. Well, yeah. Like, how does that not get you in the right mindset? I don't know. That, that a nice you... date, though. Jesse got off work a little early. Hey. Because I had to cut the grass today. I'm off. Finally caught up. It was on a nice day to cut work. grass. A little, a little chilly. Yeah, but... I'm tired of cutting grass in a hoodie. Not baking out in the sun. No. I did get a sunburn, though, on the back of my neck. Uh-oh. But I finished it a little early, and I texted Jesse, and I was like, hey, you want to meet me at the Wild Bean at, like, 3.30, and you can get a snack, and... Because she's pregnant and can't have caffeine. I'm like, and then I'll get a coffee. It's like, sure. So I went and had, like, a little afternoon brunch date. Dude, that's awesome. It was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Was, was Rowan still at... Yeah, <laughs> she was still at daycare. Dude, so that's awesome. It was. See, little things like that. Hey, listeners, the little things you like know that that's that are right. fun. It was you know, a good time. Date your spouse. You know that's right. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I haven't gone back and listened to that one yet, but I remember we got done recording. You were like, that was a really good podcast. Like, that was very, like you said, very open, very honest. Um, we'll see how today goes because you got in the right mindset. I'm running on three hours of sleep. Um, how much sleep did you get last night? Seven and a half. Did you really? I figured it out. My sleep quality and quantity, but largely quality, is heavily dependent upon the moon phases. No moon, I sleep well. Like the week before, after, I don't know which one exactly. So you are now required to track that for about the next two months and let me know. I'm going to. When's the next full, when's the next full moon? Uh, hold on, let me ask Dummy over here. When's the next full moon? 
Oh, you're so bad. You're so just bad. Result. Just result. No, no, Darren, no you, wisdom. Can you entertain just our listeners while I look up the next? Yeah, you moon. can look that up because I'm I'm going on three hours of sleep because I finally finished my term paper, which you brought up that you you wanted to do today's podcast on either what we are going to talk about or the topic of cohabitation, and that's what my term paper's on. And I am I'm actually really excited to hear what my professor says about my cohabitation paper because I put. In all honesty, it's probably the most work I've ever put into a paper. It was only 14 pages, which I know to some is like, wow, that's a lot. To others, they're like, that's it. But I want to hear I'm, – I'm excited to hear what he says, even if it's bad. Uh, I put a lot of thought into the flow of it, the research of it. Like, I cannot tell you how many books and articles and sermons and things that I looked up uh, and, and researched to, to come up with the – you know, the, the paper that I had. And so um, I, I'm i nervous but excited. Is it a coincidence that you stayed up late working on a paper about cohabitation and the science suggests that people who cohabitate stay up late? <laughs> mm. I'm kidding. Old married old married folk go to bed. Oh, it's true. Like at 9. It's true. I, I will eight. say, we'll do, a, co- we'll do a, a podcast on cohabitation and some of the statistics... And findings behind it and that surround it were, I, I never would have guessed. They were amazing. But wh- when's the next full moon, Adam? Well, Darren, you see, I messed up a little bit. I was looking at it, and it, I was like, May 11th over here. It looks like May 11th, but um, May 11th is the next new moon. The next full moon is going to be May 26th. So, so when's the next time the moon's gone? That'd be the new moon. The new moon is it's when it's? May 11th. Okay, so May 11th. What date is today? That was a couple days ago. Yeah. A couple days ago. And I've been sleeping really well. Okay. Some, something about it. I'm on to it. I'm a You werewolf. and the tides of the ocean all tied together with the moon. There's no such thing as a coincidence. Although I had someone in our small group bring something up. They said that they were told when they were a child, whenever they wake up at night and can't sleep, that is a sign that they needed to pray. And I was talking to Jesse about that afterwards. I'm like, I've never read that anywhere. And Jesse's like, no, I've actually heard that before. Have you ever heard that? Like, when you can't sleep at night, it's time to pray. I have heard that. Um, the way I interpret that is sometimes you wake up because you have to pee. Um, sometimes you wake up because your body says time to go, uh, just time to wake up. Um, but I have realized that if you wake up with something burdening you, uh, somebody burdening you, uh, something on your heart, yeah, it's time to pray. Um, I Full confession time. Have you ever said that you're going to pray right before you go to bed and you start praying and immediately fall asleep? I love praying myself to sleep. I think every Christian has done that, and I have to admit that I have struggled to go to sleep and finally go, I know what I'll do. I'll pray. It's a form of meditation, in, in some ways. It does calm your mind. And don't take that out of... Con- I know meditation has a bad connotation around and about. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing when you do oh, it in a Meditate on way. scripture. Yeah, to med- be focused oh, in on something. Yeah. And, it, you know, this whole sleep moon phase thing actually ties into today's topic because... Okay. I would say, I do have insomnia. Insomnia runs in my family. That was so... It's... That would... That, that sucks. Yeah, and not a lot can be done about it. Yes, if I eat poorly <laughs> at eight thirty at night, my sleep is going to be a little bit different. But the, and I think the people are like, "Oh, you, you don't sleep well." You know, you you know, hey, you slept three hours last night. Wow, that's a lot of time to get stuff done. It's like no, because I'm tired. It's like those long stretches, those weeks of the full moon <laughs> when yeah. I can't sleep well. It's I will be so tired. It's I don't want to focus on a television show. I can't focus on a movie because I really want to absorb media. It's like I, I can listen to music if it's light-hearted and Do you do lo- the lo-fi? And classical. No, I've never done lo-fi. I can't stand it. My boys love it. I can't, I can't take but it. But podcasts actually help. Those, you know, I'm staying up. I'm late. It's late at night. I'm late. I'm late. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought that was your darn wife. It. Yeah, she's like six months late. Yeah. We need to find work, out about that. Work. She really enjoyed the uh, Thunderbird Burrito quesadilla mm. here locally. A little pricey, but it's a good quesadilla. Yeah. But the point is, yeah. I'm up late at night. I can't really 
I'm not going to read a book because my brain's mushy and it's tired. Yeah. I'm not going to play a video game because it I'm too tired. But I can put my headphones on and listen to somebody tell a story. So I've listened to a lot of podcasts in the past 10 years. So if I'm obviously like reading something theological for a sermon or for class or something like that, I can't read that at night because I will not retain the knowledge that I read for the next day. Like it will not, it will not enter that part of the brain that locks in where I retain it. Um, but can you read uh, fiction at night and just be cool with like just burning through and not caring? No, I can't. Like it's overwhelming because I want to understand something. Okay. I want it. I w- like, it'll wake me up. If I read, and someone mentioned this a long time ago, I think it was one of my psychology professors that I had, for, like, if you're having a hard time sleeping, read a legal document. If I try to read a legal document, it's going to awaken a part of me that is going to want to understand it and make sense of it. I can't lightheartedly get involved in something. That's like with television shows right now. There are too many shows. I'm done with television shows. Like, I can watch reruns of friends i watch 15 minutes of friends i'll watch like you know two episodes randomly of the office or things like that but there are so many shows i i want to really understand it and that requires energy i don't absorb media passively it's active i want to understand it i want to apply it stuff like that so anyway the point to go back to what you're saying it's like no if i try to read something it's it needs I require energy because I want to understand it. I want you to start reading legal documents, though, because I want in like two months for you to come into the podcast and go, God's called me to be a lawyer. I've got a police report from my accident a few years ago. <laughs> I'll study that there one you for go. you. Yeah, let me know. The podcasts work really well. Wide range of topics. We're, we're living in an age where everybody has a podcast. I was talking to Jesse today. Case in point, us. Two goofy guys in Lewisburg, West Virginia. And I love it. I Listener, thank you so much for giving us your time. Like yep. This means the world to me. And again, this is personal because I've listened to so many podcasts for so long. It's personal and I feel like I'm, you know, it's like someone who aspires to be an actor and they're on stage as an extra with the real actors. <laughs> kind of like that. So, I mean, I love doing stuff like this. Talking to Jesse on our little mini date, she listens to Kid Craddock in the morning, you know, the radio show that comes on J104. She Rest listens to that quite a lot. Yeah, it's kind of like um, he, pop culture. He type died stuff. of like a heart attack or something, didn't he? A brain aneurysm. Brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. But she still listens to it, and it's pretty funny. But every single personality on that show, like all the four or five main characters, how many ever, how many of them there are, they all have their own podcast. Do Diff- they really? Everybody's CNN, Fox News. I, every commentator has their own podcast. Everyone, everyone's doing it because it's easy. I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, it's super hard. It's incredibly hard. It requires skill and, you know, focus. Nah. Nah, it's easy to upload. You don't even have like to read that. off a teleprompter. And it's like, you can just, you know, you can just push play when you get in your car, automatically get, connects to Bluetooth, and boom, information coming your way. So everybody, we're, the, it's a very saturated market. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good thing, in my opinion. But, but it is. It, it is accessible, and for one like ours, it's not like we ever did this to reach the masses. Like we don't expect people to catch on to our podcast and be like, "Oh man, these guys." We did this just because we love getting together and talk about topics, and we were like, "We should record this." And then people in the church always told us we'd love to be a fly on the wall during y'all's meetings. And so that's what this Especially is. during things like COVID and the 2020 election. Yeah, you well. Know, we're just talking, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the race riots. And, exactly. Yeah. So people can be a part of our conversation as we're trying to figure this out together. So I really like the platform, but there have been a lot of podcasts throughout the years that have, you know, bringing me a lot of joy at night. I've learned a lot from them. It's really hard for me to dwindle this down to five. It was really, really hard. I was going to ask you if we, because we have our top five each. Top five to recommend. Yes, uh, yes. Very specific, because if it's like top five best podcasts, it's like, well. Oh, no, no. Our, our top five to recommend. Um, but I was going to ask if we could do honorable mention. Should we save that to the end? Or should we do it up front? Don't you, don't you usually do honorable? Honorable mention usually happens at the very beginning or right before you give number one. 
Let's do it right before. Well, I was planning on us doing number one from the beginning. Let's okay. Go ahead. Honorable mention, Darren. What you got? Honorable mention. Now wait. Before, okay, hold on. Okay, I, I have okay. to I have to introduce this. Back I told you a couple down. days ago. Back, yeah, back it up, boy. Back her now. Back it up. Shake your money, make. Wait, Sorry. what? What? I, I wasn't singing Luda. <laughs> we said back it up, and I'm thinking I know, like just, 90s, just 2000s. Kind of a softball just laid it right up there for you. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I swung at it. I think I hit it real hard. <laughs> Um, I asked you a couple days ago to think about your top five podcast. Yep. I'm going to think about my top five favorite podcasts. Now, our number one, which we'll talk about here in just a minute, is obvious, and we'll get to the yeah. reasons why. Yeah. But I told you in a lovely textual message. Yes, the text message. Uh, that mine are not strictly faith-based. Nope, mine aren't either. Mine are going to go across genres here. So that that being said... Yeah, What's I, your honorable mention? Well, I will say all this. One, uh, listeners, if you, before you hear us give our number one, you are listening to this and you go, I already know what they're going to say is our number one, text one of us right now. As you're listening, text us. Be like, before I even get to it, I'm going to say number one is this. <laughs> number two, I think people will be surprised that um, none of mine are sports-related. None of them are sports-related. Is your me. honorable mention going to be sports-related? Nope. Okay. I don't listen to sports podcasts. Because I watch sports. I don't listen to people talk about sports. And so I, I like to watch. I don't even like watching Sports Center and stuff anymore because it's about 10% highlights and 90% of people going, This is what I think. This is what I think. This is. So I don't do sports podcasts. But the other thing is, I, I love when people ask me about modern music. Um, I don't listen to music. The only music I listen to is 90s hits, like stuff I listen to and high school and early college, like that's, that's the music I listen to when I do listen to music. I listen to podcasts. And I think people are even like, even Christian, I don't listen to music. And so podcasts, I'm with you. Like I love podcasts. I've listened to a lot of different ones. Um, but to say honorable mention, um, one right off the bat that I'm going to give uh, a shout out to is, uh, I've only got two. One is uh, J.D. Greer's the, the Summit Church. The, the sermons that he puts out, uh, great stuff, theologically sound and very practical. Uh, the, I will warn you, if, if you don't process quickly, don't listen to him because he talks fast. I've, I wondered for a while how he got so much information in in one sermon. I realized it's because he talks double time. Um, the next one is a really cool one. They're shorter because his are, you know, 40 40 minutes around that. Um, they're a little bit shorter. They're usually 10 minutes or less, but it's called uh, Ask Pastor John. John Piper? Yep. And it's people just write in and go, what about this? And they give, and he just takes, you know, eight minutes, 10 minutes saying, hey, here's what we see in Scripture. Here's what I think. Here's our understanding. And and so I, I recommend, recommend that, that it's kind of quick-hitting stuff. But a, a very wide range of topics. So those would be my honorable mentions. Do you have any? Uh, the only honorable mention that's worth mentioning, <laughs> I think, because again, it's so cool to just do a search. I have an Apple, I have Apple devices. You do not. So I don't know how this affects listeners. I don't know if what we mention will be on one platform and not the other. So that might be a little bit of a discrepancy right there. But for sports, because I don't have any sports in my top five. But Bill Simmons does a really good job on his podcasts. And he wrote the Big Book of Basketball. He, because sometimes it's strictly sports, a lot of pop culture, entertainment, stuff like that, there's just so much there. And he's a smart guy. He is. I can't stand him. I, I figured you wouldn't. But here's why. That dude writes a blog like he's writing a freaking book. When he writes on a topic, a blog, they're – I get angry about it. It's like, when are you going to quit talking? Like, they're so long. But I give you this. He is a super smart guy. Incredibly smart. His Didn't book, he get fired by ESPN? Yeah, he went up against ESPN, eventually got uh, booted. And he just does his own stuff. Yeah, he landed on his feet. But there's, there's so much there. If you do a search for Bill Simmons, you get a lot of sports. And it's – I listened to him a lot last year during the uh, – not 30 for 30. What was the uh, last dance? Oh, the last great, dance. He offers a lot of incredible commentary there, but they'll also, he and his guys will review classic movies and analyze nice. them. It's Which, just, it's so big, and he's very, very smart. He's got an interesting voice. He's from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would recommend anything. Bill Which, Simmons, honorable mention to that man. And I would say, I, 
from what I understand, pretty much if somebody puts a podcast on uh, Apple Music, or does, is that where the podcast would be? It's just Apple Podcasts. Okay, <laughs> Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. It pretty much goes like Spotify. I use something called CastBox. Um, there's a lot that people – and pretty much if you use a service, it puts it across the board. So if you look for it, you'll find it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in that Apple universe. I'm in that ecosystem where it just syncs everything all together nicely. So, yeah. hey, Darren, let's talk about our number one most rec- – We're we just would, going number one. We'd recommend this. Starting right there, uh, pretty obvious if you've been around us. I, I don't – I've often wondered if it was inspiration for us even doing this uh, because I don't want to seem like a copycat. But um, but the podcast doctrine and devotion, I don't think that we were inspired by them and ever thought we want to do what they're doing. Instead, yeah. we're like, if we did this, it's going to end up being very similar to them because doctrine and devotion is a podcast between a couple of pastors at St. Charles, Illinois, outside of Chicago, which we've been to. Yes, we went to one of their conferences a couple yeah. years ago. That <laughs> was one of the best times ever. That was how much sleep did you get in that weekend? Not a lot. And you had to preach. I tried. I tried. I might have blacked out a few times in the bad way. But uh, Doc and Devo, definitely check it out. They go far deeper into theology than we do. I think that they're quite a bit smarter than us. Well, I think just theologically, they're way more educated. How did you come across, how did you come across Doc and Devo? Um, I am connected with Acts 29, and so is their church. Um and the West Virginia 829 conference, I know all the guys in 829 here in the state, and I go to all the conferences. And Joe Thorne, because uh, the, the two people on Joe Thorne and Jimmy Fowler, um, not Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fowler. Jimmy Fowler. Jofo. It's the Jofo. Jofo. Yep, Jofo. Um, Joe Thorne was the speaker at that conference. Um, and, and I always share the story because it is funny. Like, he's the speaker at the conference. I was walking outside in Charleston at the the levee. It's a um, really cool area downtown Charleston right on the river where they do concerts and events and things like that. And I'm just walking around because I never got to see it. And the hotel is where the conference at is like right next to it. And so I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm early, so I'm going to go in and check this out. and Or go over and check this out. So I'm over there, and I see this guy smoking a cigar and reading his Bible. So I'm like, I mean, this is my dude. Like, this is my type of people. And so... I just walk over, and he looks up. He goes, hey, man. I'm like, hey, just notice you're reading. He, oh, yeah. He goes, are you going to the conference? Yeah, I'm going to the conference. And he goes, well, I'm Joe. And I'm like, hey, I'm Darren. Good to meet you. And I go in and then find out he's actually the speaker. I didn't know about him. Through that, I learned about Doc and Devo, their their podcast. That's, that's so awesome. Uh, I found out about Doc and Devo podcast and I want to say it was like 2015, 2016, 27, somewhere around there. We were coming back from a beach trip. I was not driving back from the beach, but it was a nine-hour drive. I remember this because you got so excited about finding this podcast. You text me. It was golden. So I was looking into Calvinism, you know, partic- specifically the five points of Calvinism, and I'm pretty sure the the first thing I was trying to listen to was uh, Limited Atonement. Oh, wow. Because we were talking about it. Started Do you a, remember that? Started an easy one. <laughs> yeah, right? Because <laughs> the other ones I'm pretty well explained at. And you've even brought this up before. It's like the five points of Calvinism, you know, T-U-L-I-P, that acronym. It's like limited, wait, is it Limited Atonement? Yeah, Limited Atonement's yeah. the one. It's like, yeah, did Jesus, did his sacrifice cover the sins of the world or was it for the specifically the elect? That's kind of the question right there. But either way you dice it, it's like, well, it's e- either way, it's seclusive. It's not universal. So, yeah. right. But I was trying to look into that, and I did a search for it, and first thing that popped up was a Doc and Devo episode, because they were covering the five points of Calvinism. And I listened to all those on that ride home, and I started looking at other episodes that they posted after that. They do a lot of, they went through the 1689 confessional. Um, they went, yeah. I mean, just just like really deep theology, and Two things to keep in mind if you look this up. They'll automatically tell you up front, this is number one, very big and reformed Calvinist theology. Yep. They embrace it. And two, I mean, you learn a lot. I, it's they're, they're smart. You'll learn so much. But uh, two, the way that they interact, it's like pastor and pastor with pastor humor. I feel like if you're a pastor or a church leader and you listen to it, you'd actually get more from it than if you're not on church leadership. If you listen to it, some of the 
humor you wouldn't get. For, they had an episode a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was called Things Pastors Hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, it'd be good for someone to listen to that so they know, you know what not to say to their preacher before he goes up to preach on a Sunday morning. But I don't think it'll connect as well unless you... If, unless you're involved in church leadership, uh, specifically the pastoral position, so I, I will say, just in case you heard yeah. the reform Calvinistic part and you get a little, a little, little bristled, it's okay. I understand the the you and I who do lean more reformed than non, we understand that camp. We we know how that camp comes across, um, often quite highbrow, arrogant. Um, condescending. These guys aren't that way. Intellectual snobbery. And I've, yeah, the, the reform community is riddled with this mentality of like, get on my level. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you disagree with me, I'm smarter than you. Maybe one day you'll be smart and earn the faith that I have. It's like, if you don't agree with me, if you don't, they, they, they leave this impression of like, if you're not into reform theology, then you're dumb. I don't yeah. like that. At all, but no, these guys are not that way at all. Jim they respond Joe to yeah. no. They're super cool. They like cigars. Got a lot of tattoos. Big beards. Uh, check it out. You learn a lot, and they talk about social issues. Like they they had an episode like who we voted for. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. Check and, out doctrine and, and devotion. And you and I have said we we disagree with a lot of the things they say, and we don't like some of the stances they take, but it's like... I but like it's some so, of their attitudes sometimes. Yeah. They make fun of people, and it's like, you don't need to do that. Don't demonize. But anyway, but it's very so influential good. to me. I learned yep. a lot. I still listen to them. Still listen to them. Doctrine yeah. and Devotion, number one, easily hands down, like the most influential Yeah, I listen to them the most, and they really are. They're very approachable because, like I said, I met Joe there um, at the uh, the levee, and then at their conference, you know, they were just, they were out talking to everybody, like in breaks and... Before and after teachings and stuff, they're just out hanging they're good, out. They're everybody, good, good fun so, guys, Pretty yeah. smart and love the Lord. And uh, thank you guys for that. Yep, Darren, what is your number two podcast? Um, my number two podcast. Uh, if you know me, um, you'll know this well. It's it's very it's not very well known. A uh, couple of solid dudes. It's called the. Um, have you heard? Have you subscribed the Grassroots Roundtable podcast? Have you heard of that one? Uh, some people have mentioned it, but okay. I haven't really in passing. I haven't really spent much time looking into that. Stars in the making. I feel like that's the. I mean, that's what one of the reviews said. <laughs> now, I did see that it's rated five star on iTunes. Hey, you know, or, excuse me, Apple Podcast. Thanks, Gina. Um, <laughs> so, no, uh, the one that the podcast that I listened to the most after uh, Doc and Devo would actually be um, the Village Church Sermon Podcast uh, with Matt Chandler. Um, He's been a huge influence in his preaching uh, in my life. His books, uh, they're the type of theological writing that I, it's on my level. Um, not that I'm like as smart as him because I think he's way smarter than me, but he writes on my level where a lot of other guys I have to digest slowly. I'm able to really take in his reading. and um, So pretty much every sermon series he's ever preached uh, in the last probably, probably in the last eight years I've listened to. Um, and, and so in just talking about listening to somebody else's preaching, like he would be far and ab above the most that I've ever done other than growing up under my father as a pastor. It's awesome. You mentioned that because just like doc and Devo, we didn't set out to copy them. There are a lot of similarities granted because this, this is the way it kind of worked. Two out. dudes talking in the mics. Yeah. <laughs> wow, way to, way to summarize that. Hey, there you, you go. made it sound so appetizing. <laughs> but I can tell that you've listened to a lot of Matt Chandler because your voice mimics him, like different inflictions and cadence and stuff like that. The introduction you have to the live stream on Sunday mornings is very similar. Coincidentally, I'm sure you didn't set out to record that introduction for the live stream on Sunday mornings to be like, I want to sound like Matt Chandler. But Matt Chandler, the introductions that he does to his mm -hmm. videos – you you guys have the same cadence, and that's really cool. It's just an influence. You didn't mean it. I'm sure you didn't like. I'm gonna sound like Matt Chandler, but you have the same. Like you'll use the word um in the same way. Oh yeah, I yeah I definitely don't like. I'm not going. Oh Chandler would say this, but I I I felt bad. Mark White, who was one of the founding people of Grassroots Church with us, he and Laura are gonna be here this Sunday. 
for the first time since they moved away. So if you're listening to this, they were here a couple days ago. Yep, and and super excited to have them here, and and I get to go get some dinner with them and hang out, and absolutely love them, miss them, uh, dear, 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 dear friends. But he used to tell me, he's like, yeah, you've been listening to Chandler a lot lately, I could tell. And it, at first, it was kind of like, not that it bugged me, but I felt bad because I'm like, I really hope people don't think I'm trying to mimic him. But I actually heard Chandler preach about that very thing. He was like, there's this guy, Darren, in West Virginia. No, but he... Dude, I was going to be like, this is getting <laughs> meta real quick. No, but he did preach about this very thing where he was listening to a, a black preacher. And he had been listening to him a lot. And then he said, Matt said, during one of his sermons, he just blurted out, I wish somebody would give me a witness. And his whole church just sat there, like, kind of looking at each other. And he just realized, he was like, I've been listening to that guy a lot lately. He's the whitest dude in Texas. Yeah. And probably. so, so I, I, I felt bad until I heard him say that and go, okay, it's a subconscious thing. I'm not the only one that does it. So I'm thankful for that. So you're saying Village Church Sermon, sermon Audio. Now, yep. doesn't Village Church have another podcast, like a discussion-based one too? They have two that my wife loves. Uh, one is called Culture Matters, um, and it's what's really cool. It's uh, one of the ladies that's on staff there at the church who is a gifted teacher, uh, and her name is absolutely escaping me right now. Uh, I quoted her in one of my sermons a couple Let's weeks ago. Let's call her ago. Abby. Um, and Don't you dare look it up. We're calling her Abby. I have to look it up. I have to. But, uh, but it's her and then one of the pastors on staff there at uh, – the Village Church. The Village Church. Sorry, I was looking at Based the phone. Based in Dallas, Texas. And. Um, Amen, Dallas. Amen to Texas. That's Amen a, that's to Texas. Right that's a real state. Um, and then it's one of the pastors that has planted a church out of the Village Church. These three uh, talk about um, different things. So It's called Culture Matters? Culture Matters. And then the other one's called Knowing Faith. And so Culture Matters is going to be obviously more about things that are happening in the culture. Knowing Faith is going to be more doctrinally. I use the Knowing Faith. Uh, podcast extensively when we preached. Do you remember when we preached through the Apostles' Creed a couple years back? Oh, absolutely. Groundbreaking. That was a... That was a generational series. Um, yes, I do remember, Darren. I'm glad you do. Um, <laughs> but their podcast, they went through the Apostles' Creed, and it was awesome. To, because those are three people that will not always agree with each other, and they get heated over it. And so really, really love those podcasts. But yeah, but the Village Church Sermon Audio. Matt Chandler, shout yep. out. What uh, about you? Number two for you, man. My number two is going to be the Bible Project podcast. Okay. I've, and I really discovered this a couple years ago. I used okay, to do, I was going to ask how long it's been since you discovered it. Yeah, it'd be about 2017-ish. I used to do the liturgy on Sunday mornings, which we call the flow. Yep. I'm not saying the word liturgy often. Just no. makes, it makes you sound people like what? Yeah, it's a really good word, but but we call it the flow. Yeah, and, it, and we use um, a subscription based video network. I guess the best way to say it called Right Now Media. A lot of Christian media on there. Which Highly is recommend. Awesome, but watching different books of the Bible videos, like here's an introduction to the book of the Bible, and some guy named Tim Mackey just explaining something while somebody's drawing out really awesome pictures. This guy, Tim Mackey, he's, he and his friend John started the Bible Project. Tim Mackey blows my mind. The dude's super nerdy. And his voice is so, like, high and, like, uh, so, like, cringy nerdy from Portland. He kind of got into the Bible Project because he and this other guy were part of a church that had a sub-church called Skate Church. This is Portland, Oregon we're talking about there. They're unique. But as a ministry to skaters. But he goes on to get his bachelor's degree, goes to uh, get a Ph.D. at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. So he got his Ph.D. in Hebrew. So he's the one that's like offering. Everybody could do that. <laughs> uh, it, it, well, it's incredible because the podcast kind of goes with that. So his friend John, big into video editing, also a Bible nerd. You Is got this Tim John Mackey. like Madonna? Uh, Prince, like it's just John. Uh, John, it starts with a C. I forgot. I just, I just call him John. John Cusack. <laughs> but anyway, he he and his company handled the the video production side. Whenever Tim Mackey kind of offered the really nerdy theological parts. But if yep. you if you just look, if you do a search on your 
whatever podcast app you're using for Bible Project and just look through the different topics. As a matter of fact, I was watching a video today. It was on YouTube talking about hell. It was like how hell is not mentioned in the Bible because Tim Mackey knows a lot about Hebrew. He knows the intent of the author. It's just really good information. You learn so much. Yeah. Basically, you know, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. How come it didn't say he created hell? Where was hell? God didn't, did God create hell? And then just exploring that. So stuff mm-hmm. like that. I would highly recommend the Bible Project, watch any of their videos. Their podcast is really good. I don't know his theology. I don't know, like, what branch, if he's reformed or charismatic. I don't know, but yeah, I've you learn a lot well. of Hebrew. Uh, I've wondered, and do you know where else you can get some of the Bible Project? Uh, Grassroots Institute. Yep. That I is. I don't want to talk about it right now. How many are you behind? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but here's the thing. I've watched so many of those video, video. I've I've pretty much watched almost all of the uh, Tim Mackey. The Bible. Bible Project. Yeah. Uh, illustrations in his lesson. But check it out if you want to learn. Absolutely. Dude knows Hebrew. And, and, and I will cool. say the Grassroots Institute, you know, we'll off, we offer it yearly. And we started off about 33 people. And it's heavy. Like, it's. Two sessions a week. It takes you a while to get through. Like, it's heavy. We still have 18 people going strong, man. Yeah, hey, you 18. You carry the mantle. I I, would, I, as, I was surprised. As I was, an elder, I, I just can't commit the time. I was just surprised because I, I thought more would I thought more would crap out by now, but people are my, really My My uh, excuse is that, well, I mean, it's not like I'm being idle. <laughs> oh, no. But no, that's, you, that's really you got no your stuff. I will say the ones that I've talked to that have bowed out, like, like you're saying, like, I don't have the capacity for it. We have learned for our second round next year, because this is the first time we ever did it, our second round next year, we're setting it up different where it's not as cumbersome, um, and you can kind of ease into it. Instead of, oh, you're signing up, here's two sessions a week, and boom, 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 boom. boom. We're going to do, like, the first month you get one session a week, and then for, like, two months after that, it's one, two, one. Two. And so we've learned some things, but that's another way. But the Bible Project stuff is really good you, stuff. You learn a lot. Again, don't hold me to any of the theology because I don't know. I mean, there might be something weird pop up. You're like, Adam said this was legit. Adam is a hep- – uh, see, what's the word I'm looking for? Heretic. Yeah. The A-game is a heretic. We're going to have like, T-shirts made. Know. A-game heretic? A-game's a heretic. <laughs> Darren, what you got for number three? Uh, number three is the second – uh, preacher that has influenced me the most in the way that I view uh, culture, scripture, the way I approach anything is um, Tim Keller preaching podcast. Uh, he was the pastor um, of Redeemer Presbyterian in Manhattan, uh, downtown Manhattan, but has retired. But there is, if you just look up Tim Keller sermon podcast, there's a, a podcast dedicated to just his sermons, and the way that he approaches uh, expositing the Word is just, it almost makes me mad sometimes, because like I'll preach a, a passage of Scripture and feel like I did pretty good on it, and then I'll listen to him preach it, and it's like, man, I hate you so much. Like, he just... Now, he's retired, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but the sermons are still, and he still preaches, he still speaks at conferences, and... Um, but just, I got to hear him live in uh, Indianapolis uh, at the Gospel Coalition Conference um, back in 2017. Kelly and I went. And he, just phenomenal preacher. Uh, Very soft-spoken. Yeah. He, he's, you if don't you get, listen to Chandler. You're getting yelled at. Yeah. Chandler is is vibrant and he yells and he's it, with his hands. If you watch him, he's very demonstrative. and everything. Keller just stands there, delivers the word just kind of appeals to intellect, emotion, you know, the spirit, all it's, he's so good. He posted on Instagram a couple months ago of his notes for the last sermon he preached at Redeemer. Did you see that? Huh? Just like a one page handwritten note, but the amount of notes and references within this one page of notes is unreal. Yeah. He, he was a smart guy. He's awesome. And I, I cannot do a, no, I'm just he's well communicated. Oh, too. Like he condenses yes. this stuff down. He distills it into something palatable and understandable. And he uses illustrations for things that come out of New York City. Like you have to be in New York to really get it. But he uses them in such a way that me, this you know, idiot in Lewisburg, West Virginia, I'm like, that makes sense to me. Try it. Do it right now. Give an illustration. New York accent and an experience oh, in New York, this illogical base. Do it, but he he goes into like 
what it's like being in the high rise, you know, scene downtown New York, uh, you know, as a an individual living that life. And it's like that doesn't okay. apply to I'm me gonna, at all. I'm gonna take a whack at it. Do it. Hey, sometimes when you're walking across the street and the taxi tries to go by you and it honks his horn, you say, hey, I'm walking here. It's kind of like in life. You're living your life. Everything is fine until some sin comes in. You're like, hey, I'm trying to live here. Which, And then you, you're like, I'm in southern West Virginia. Now he does and not sound that like makes that at it, all. He doesn't sound like that at all. But hey, I'm walking. Hey, I'm preaching here. But he, uh, yeah. It's a terrible accent, too. I'm sorry. To our listeners in New York. I thought, sorry, I, guys. I thought you might come in with a Boston accent and really mess it up, but you, you came in with the New Yorkish. I can, I can speak Boston. Rudabager. Cuber. <laughs> you just got to talk like a... Uh, Cuber. John Krasinski. But, um, but no, I, I also can't recommend his books enough. Um, I've read his book, The Mean of Marriage, uh, probably four or five times. Uh, Have the, you discovered it yet? <laughs> the, still looking. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, great, great. I make all the... The couples that I do the wedding premiere, they have to read that. Uh, his book, The Reason for God, um, you know, uh, Reason for Faith in an Age of Skepticism, just a fantastic book. His book on preaching uh, was awesome. His book on idolatry was fantastic. I mean, just great stuff. His essays in Uncommon Ground, the book I read a few months ago. Yeah, you were really good. You talked a lot about that. Really well. Yeah, that's a good book. Check it out. So we're on to number three for you. My number three is a podcast called Lore. L O R E. I started it. I know which one you're talking about. They made a, a series about it on um, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, now I, I can't speak for the series because again, there's too much TV out there. I quit TV shows. I'm done with it. I'm done. I walk in it anyway. I'm trying to live my life here, and it's like all these TV shows are like taxis in downtown Manhattan trying to run over That's me. True. Uh, lore is it's kind of like folklore. So L O R E. Yep. Uh, started by a guy named Aaron Mankey. M-A-H-N-K-E-E, I believe, based in Boston. But I like nonfiction. I like horror. I like fairy tales. I really like lighthearted fairy tales, too, and that's what you're going to find here at the podcast. So if you go back and like listen to them, um, it kind of gives you like the story of elves <laughs> or fairies or cave trolls. I mean, uh, Frankenstein. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me, not Frankenstein, but vampires and werewolves. But what's really cool, a couple things going on here. Very well written. It's relaxing. Great music. It fits well. Very atmospheric. So if you have a good pair of headphones at night, um, it, it could be a little creepy. I don't think it's that bad. But, you know, put your headphones on, turn the lights off. It's really good. It's very atmospheric. He does a good job of narrating. And you learn. You can see the trend here. So, for example, um, there was an episode about, I think it was called The Big Pit. talking about the railroad expansion westward into New York. Something like that. Like the state of New York. <laughs> Not the underground railroad people call subways, but like the choo-choo. And there was a big pit that caved in and people died. And you know, you can still to this day walk through the tunnel. And most people don't make it out. You know, some stuff like that. So it's it's folklore. You learn history. It's a lot of European history. A lot of it is just it's just cool. If you like good storytelling. It's clean, like it's PG. Yes. You're not gonna, you're not gonna hear. I kind of feel bad about recommending Bill Simmons too. Grain of salt there. You're gonna hear language and stuff. So sorry, but anyway. Well, it's kind of like what's his face. Um, everybody loves him. He he announced he. <laughs> well, yes, but he announces the UFC games. Uh, oh, Joe Rogan. Joe, everybody loves. Him. I can't stand listening to his podcast. I enjoy Joe Rogan. And his guests and stuff like that. I like Howard Stern too. Which again, I know, I know. No, no, no. no I'm not no. recommending it. I I am it. one of the ones that will tell you there, and this is going to probably, if anybody knows anything about Howard Stern, people are going to probably be like, what? There's a depth to that dude that, that people don't realize because he knows how to entertain. He was interviewing Dave Garol of Foo Fighters. Yeah. Also in Who just became Nirvana. part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Congratulations, too. Yep. Um, he, uh, yeah. A lot of, I'm sorry, the Go-Go's made it, too. Yep. <laughs> I heard. Look at you being Cleveland <laughs> over here. Hey, Cleveland um, rocks. Yeah, Howard Stern, though, he, he did an interview. He was interviewing Dave Grohl, and he, man, he conducts a good He makes you answer the questions, but he's not a jerk about it, you know? He's like... And that's my problem with Joe Rogan. But is, a lot, a lot of profanity. Oh yeah, it's well, dirty, and a lot of so I'm not gonna sexual into it, and that's why I say like you know the not nah, but but Joe Rogan to me is a type that like he he just comes across as a jerk to me. 
I don't I I don't get that. I, I feel like Matt Chandler comes across as a jerk sometimes. Oh, he totally can. Um, but yeah, lore. It's you've got kids in the car. Well, man, yeah, don't don't let your kids Which, be subjected. The that. way it's, you're describing it's, lore, it's PG, lighthearted Halloween humor that's well written, good narration, great sounds. It's quick. It's good. You learn history. Check it out. L O R E lore. Aaron Mankey. And the way you're describing it, you would, you would approve of the Amazon Prime series. Because all they've done is take his podcast and animate it. Is it like one of those dramatic, or what do they call it, dramatization, where they get like really bad? Nope, they animate it. Oh, it's animated. And it's and it's not animation like a cartoon. It's almost like the Bible Project, how it's like this ongoing thing. I have a good I have a good collaboration idea, but continue. So so I would I would say you would probably like it a lot because I've listened to a little bit of the podcast, but I watched a few of those, and so did you like it? Do you like the podcast? Yeah, yeah. It just it was one of those things. You know how you have a capacity. Oh, you. It was you one that out. had to. It was one that had to go. So, um, I here's a here's a pop quiz for you. Mm-hmm. Let's see how well you know old JMC. Yeah. Yep. Which one would he recommend right off the bat? He has his own podcast. Yes, but he would he would recommend a different one. I mean, right off the bat. Is this your number four? No. I, I don't it know. It just came to mind. Jocko Willick. I, don't, I have no idea who that is. It, oh, if he was here, I think he'd slap you and then hug you and then take you out to dinner. But. Um, Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Jocko Willick is. Uh, he slapped me after dinner. I like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll edit that. I'm Sorry. We're going to have to put a disclaimer on this one. <laughs> it was a joke. It just came out. <laughs> if he was, if, see, the thing is, if he was here, I would have said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he'd have gone with it. Um, because, you know, after dinner, see, the thing is, you slap hands, high five. Yeah. Stop taking what I say to a dark place. I know. PG here. We, we smack hands. Yep. It's called a high five. Yep. It's, you know. Yep. No, high. we don't because social distancing. Oh, I've been vaccinated. Oh, well, and fist bumps. Um. But no, Jocko Willick's one that he he loves, and and he does one called Warrior Kid, and uh, so I know that's one a lot of people like. But my problem with those is his podcast can be like a couple hours long. No, I, I can't. I, I, can't I like do the sweet spot. 40, 45 minutes is the average adult attention span. We actually shoot for forty five minutes on this. <laughs> Every one. time we shoot for forty five and never get there. Our ver- verbal capacity is greater than the average adult attention yes. span. So, we so try. my number four. Uh, this is where I step away from uh, sermons and theology. Uh, there's one called Oh crud! I just lost it. Oh crud! I just lost it. Yeah, man, you've got to look at it. Like people, like where's that sock? I'm sorry. I think if you go, like keys? if you actually try to search Oh crud! I just lost it. There'd be a podcast called that. Uh, Micro, Micro, who does dirty <laughs> jobs. <laughs> sorry. Oh crud! I just lost it. I was going to make another like P- this is going to be. I almost made a PG thirteen. No, nope, this is PG, so we have to stop there. I'll uh, stop it. Micro, who does Dirty Jobs, does this podcast called uh, The Way I Heard It. Um, and what's awesome about this podcast, uh, they've changed up a little here recently where they're a little bit longer, but by and large, they were all 15 minutes or less. And what he does is tells you a story. I'll give one away, not a whole bunch of details, just give you an idea. How we came to have the two cereal brands that we have. And I'm not talking about like Cheerios and Fruit Loops. Like, like you know, there's General Mills and, and Post. Oh, that's the two cereal brands, and then all the cereals are underneath them. He tells a story of how we came to that, and you would never believe how we came to have those cereals. Like you would, if we could sit here for the next hour and you give every single idea, and you would never believe. How those two cereal brands came about, and and it's stories like that all the time where he's like, "This is how we have two this. brands of cereal." Uh, yeah, and and all kinds of things and inventions and just uh, people. How did uh, Madonna become Madonna? You know, and just different things like that that just so good uh, and so well written and quick hitting. He actually says it's the podcast uh, for the the curious person with the short attention span, and that's me. And Mike Rowe is the guy from Dirty Jobs. Yep, 
Smart guy. Smart Good guy. guy. Hardworking guy. Good dude. And so uh funny guy too. I think he does he used to do stand up. I yeah, he is oh, funny. Or he used to host a game show. Sorry, continue. No, but he he is a, a great guy. Love his voice. If you hear his voice, he's got a cool voice. And so it's in the truck commercials. Um yeah. So micro, the way I heard it, great stuff. You'll be super, super entertained by it, and you'll learn some stuff. Awesome. My number four. Number four for Adam. All right, this is going to be overwhelming. Give me, give me a second to explain myself here. Okay. okay. Number four, CBS News. Because growing up, uh, and even now, I listen to a lot of political commentary. I used who, to real quick. Who is it? CBS News. Yeah. Who is it? Like, I'll get to it. Okay. I'll get to it. It's not like Dan Rather or <laughs> I, I, I just listen I to old Walter Cronkite videos <laughs> just and over pretend. and over pretend that I'm in those times. No, I started having, you would say, political awareness. Gag me, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, 1998, or 1997, 1998. I was like seven or eight at the time. But anyway, it was during the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky oh, scandal, yeah. all that stuff. Well, that's OJ right in there, too. Was it? I don't remember it was right too before much that. about OJ. It was right before uh, that. Extensively followed the 2000 presidential election between George Bush, Al Gore. First one I ever got fiasco. to uh, vote in. You know, 9-11, uh, you know, witnessed that, followed a lot of news then, followed the war in Iraq. Anyway, I've always I've always kind of followed politics, and it was always Fox News growing up. All It had exclusively Fox News growing yeah. up. I, whenever I, you know, started living on my own, actually probably here in, like, Lewisburg, I kind of kept that, like, Fox News mentality. So, I, and like I said, I'm going to be super personal here, judge me accordingly, but... Uh, Bill O'Reilly was always my favorite commentator on Fox News. Never cared much for Sean Hannity too. like, ah, sky's falling. And, um, you know, Glenn Beck went through, went through a phase there with him. But Bill O'Reilly was always consistent, just felt mature. Again, he makes you answer the question, and it's simple. He was always simple. When Jesse and I got married, you know, a few years after, like 2015, we have, you know, an apartment in Ronsford, and I'm, I DVR'd all the O'Reilly factors. Like, my primary news source was Bill O'Reilly. Have you heard – have you – Read any of his killing? Pretty much all of them until he got kicked off Fox News for sexual harassment allegations. Because he's got a new book called Killing the Mob. And it's about the history of the mob. I thought that would actually be interesting. Yeah, they're actually pretty good. They're entertaining. I don't know if they're, you know, his, it's weird. You read it like a boring history book and then you read one of Bill O'Reilly's. You're like, something's different here. I don't know if that's good or bad. His, his are super readable. You're not like, you're reading it to be entertained more than yeah. you are like reading it to get the nuts and bolts of something. Anyway, so I mean, I grew up with a lot of political commentary never cared much for rush because he's yelling at me uh never been a big fan of sean hannity but a lot of um bill o'reilly anyway bill o'reilly once he used to work for cbs and he said the best straightforward news coverage is going to be cbs news so in the morning i started watching local 59 news which is our cbs affiliate i uh, love local news yeah i watch a lot of local news uh for the past few years i've listened to a lot of you know cbs in the morning nor O'Donnell and stuff like that. So the reason I say CBS now, please understand, I where I get my news from, um, don't I? I, do, I listen. I've got a Ben. Shapiro, I listen to Ben Shapiro podcast. It downloads every day. I know. I know. Uh, Bill O'Reilly. He's still out there. I get his stuff every day. But if I'm going to sit down and watch something, it's going to be CNN. I'm sorry. That's because honestly, Fox News. I'm not a big fan of Tucker. I'm not a big fan of their conservative commentators. I'm conser- I'm pretty moderate politically, but I'm conservative leaning. Um. So anyway, I get I get the <laughs> I listen to the Ben Shapiro, Bill O'Reilly podcasts. Uh, I'll watch Fox News, but if you want like the best journalism, anything CBS, and that's kind of like my build up to this. If you just type in the search bar CBS, you'll get you know CBS Morning News. You can listen to like a twenty minute rundown of current events, and it's, do you just, feel like it's pretty straightforward? Oh, it's so good. It's very uh, it's biased, okay. but not obvious bias like commentators are or other. Uh, news out. I mean, ABC News, you know, you can tell George Stephanopoulos, you can see what they're going at, but CBS News, I feel like, is the most straightforward. Bill O'Reilly said that back in the day. I think I would attest to that. So if you just search for CBS, you can, like, check out the evening news, the the morning news, 60 Minutes is on there. It's just journalism. Boring journalism. Don't go, don't go PBS. Like, just... Ugh. It'll yeah. put you to sleep. I should listen to PBS at night, but for good, straightforward journalism... You, know, you can listen to the first 20 minutes of their morning program. You get all the uh, global and national news, and it's pretty straightforward. And I, my personal opinion, Nora O'Donnell, who hosts CBS Evening News, is the best journalist. Like, she's really good at 
being a broadcast journalist, I, I have a lot of respect for her. She's really good. But I, ju- just CBS, and that's all, that was gotcha. my build up to it. So yeah. I hey. think everyone, you should follow the news. Please distinguish between commentary, entertainment, yes. and journalism, which is something I think the reason you don't like Rush is he oh, knew his crowd. I always liked Rush, but it's because my dad listened to him as a kid, like when I was a kid. So it's nostalgic for me, like hearing his voice. Seemed like a grumpy man venting. I don't like. I didn't get much from it. It didn't emotionally charge me. Plus, I'm not really good at tough love. <laughs> I don't really receive tough love very well. Like, but he, he, he knew he knew his crowd. He knew his crowd. But that Ben Shapiro, I would probably agree with. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say 75 percent of what he says. But I'd love to just sit down with a cup of coffee with him where nobody is watching, nobody's listening, because his his audience is typically at a place everybody hates him and they're attacking him. And so he is very sharp with what he says. He's very quick and he and he tries to drop the mic and he cuts people off and he talks fast and and it's like what he's saying, I get it and I agree with, but there's just times that I'm like I wish I could sit down in a coffee shop with him and just go, hey, man. I'm going to say I agree with about 50% of what he says. Okay. <laughs> it's more personality. Again, the Bill O'Reilly stuff, I still follow Bill O'Reilly because it's natural to me and it's just simple. It's just simple at this gotcha. point. Gotcha. If you want, again, conservative-leaning commentary. So, I mean, I've never opened up about my different sources. Um I just man, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, all the, the conservative commentators on Fox News are bleh, my opinion. I think Sean Hannity used to do like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I think he did a better job of educating. I think now he does a lot more um stirring up. It's just reality TV in so yeah. many ways. Yeah. But if you want straightforward news, I would recommend CBS and stay stay on top of the news, guys. Alrighty. Sorry, that was long. That's all right. So Number five for me. Number five for Darren. Um, it is a limited series one, but I love true crime. I I really do. I love listening to true crime podcasts. There's a show on TV called The Forensic Files. Uh, a lot of seasons, a lot of episodes. They turned each one of those into a podcast. I listen to all those. I absolutely love true crime stuff. But there was one built around a single crime that this podcast absolutely uh, just grabbed my attention, and are you looking it up? I've got it right in front of me. It comes out of Australia, and this one particular journalist who looked into the death of the wife of a famous rugby player over there, and it's called The Teacher's Pet. It was fantastic. And basically, like, this lady just went missing. And I'm not going to give a bunch away because I'm seriously, if you like true crime, I recommend going. To, there's, uh, I'm looking up right now, looking at, I think there are 16 episodes. There's only 16 episodes, but they're so good. Like, it's such a good series. When he started looking into it, he was just looking into the disappearance of this woman. And by the end of his podcast, this lady's husband, and I'm talking like 30-some years after she went missing, gets arrested because of this guy's journalism looking into it. People started talking about it again, and they looked into it again. Now, there hasn't been a new episode on it in three years because... Someone should send out a search warrant for... The, the new episode. I would like that. But the reason he actually explains in the very final episode called Arrest is there won't be new episodes until the trial is over. Because he said, unlike, and he explains, I mean, and one of the things, if you listen to him, dude's got an Australian accent. It's just cool to listen to. Um, he said something different between like American law and uh, Australian law. He's like, once the trial starts, Nobody covers it. Whereas in America, you're getting day-to-day updates. This is what so-and-so did. There's court reporters, and they're drawing the picture. In Australia, the media doesn't touch it until it's completely over. And so it's been three years since he's been arrested, and I'm like, I've left it on my uh, CastBox list waiting for that new episode for 
here's what happened. Is he convicted? Did he get acquitted? Like, what happened? So this guy got arrested who does the podcast? No, no, no. He, the, the guy that he investigated, the husband of the lady that went oh, missing, okay. got arrested. And, and so he was like, listen, there won't be another podcast until the, the trial and everything is over. So do they not follow the nuts and bolts of the trial to not bias public opinion during that? Exactly. Or, huh. They don't touch it. <laughs> Here we make money off of it. Yeah, and they will not, because he's like, they do not want anybody getting skewed in any way. And so they, and through this one, he actually tells you about some other ones that come out of that same, because he works for a newspaper there. The same newspaper, there was uh, one called Who the Heck is Hamish? And this guy Hamish was actually uh, um, a con man. And they do a big one on him. It was really good. Uh, another one called The Night Driver uh, was about a series of murders that, like, that one was really interesting. They had one called The Breakdown here recently. It's actually surrounding how basically Australian rugby just used to be the pinnacle and now it's just the pits. And I'm like, I don't care about rugby. So that one didn't catch me. But the other one's a true crime stuff. But The Teacher's Pet. Uh, if if you want a fantastic uh, podcast to listen to, if you're a true crime person, literally that one was was my favorite true crime podcast that I ever listened to. Dude, that's pretty solid. That's, yeah, that one. That, that's a good. That's a good recommendation, or at least fourth, fifth. Excuse me, fifth on your list. Yeah. Uh, my next one will be really quick because I took way too much time explaining my <laughs> news addiction. I'm gonna regret that too. Um, no, real quick, I. I've always enjoyed the This American Life podcast. It's an NPR podcast. I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, it's um, it's like it's NPR. So it can be a little bit boring, I guess, to some. But it's just like random history, historical narratives. For example, and I was talking to Jesse about this earlier. I kind of started listening to it on and off. One episode is about uh, during World War II, the United States actually had constant, uh, let's see, internment camps for Nazi soldiers that we'd captured nazi soldiers prisoners of war we kept them down south like southeast and the whole point of the show is comparing how those nazi german prisoners of war were actually assimilated like they were just involved in local communities suddenly contrasting that to the internment camps towards american citizens that were of japanese descent so it's like wait we had german nazi internment camps just just like random stuff like that okay what's it called it's it's called this american life npr so you feel like like npr ted talks type stuff just a lot of random narratives on there very left-leaning take up the grain of salt it's npr that's what you get as soon as you said npr we knew that again hey look i'm a i'm a renaissance man darren I'm all across the board when it comes to things like that. But just check it out. Just search for it and look at the different titles. It is called This American Life. This American Life. Because there's also This American Life Radio Archive. Whoa. But This American Life, red logo. Red logo. Okay. Found it. Subscribe. Yeah, just check it out. Go I'm into that archive later on. I'm into there's a lot on there. American history. So. It's it's NPR. Just like a lot of really uh random stuff. Or uh, a lot of current events too. What what'd you see? According to this. Yes. Like, there's over 700 episodes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's a good uh, search for something. <laughs> yeah. Instead of subscribing Damn. and trying to go through everything. It's NPR. But I, I like American history. And so, I mean, obviously, like you said, grain of salt. Check it out. So. Just dig through that stuff. and So just to, just so people don't have to, like, try to look back through the podcast, for me, Doc and Devo's number one, Matt Chandler's Sermon Audio, number two, Tim Keller's Sermon Audio, number three, um... What did I say number four was? I'm trying Mike, to micro. Oh, micro, uh, the, the way I heard it. And then number five was The Teacher's Pet. What were your five? Doc and Diva, number one. The Bible Project, number two. Lore, number three. CBS Radio. Yes, <laughs> just CBS. Or CBS, <laughs> yeah. Oh, CBS News coverage. I'd recommend that. Um, and and then, then five would be This American Life, just because it's so random and you learn a lot. It's kind of like a TED Talks thing. I can't do TED Talks. I listen to them. People always, like, reference them, and, like, they're really good. And I, and I watched a few, and I'm just like, I just can't do it. Gotcha. And the whole reason for this, my voice is starting to go out. Hold on one second. I'm going to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. I cut the grass today. <laughs> I come back sounding like a completely different person. I was able to cut the grass today. But the whole point of this is that if you 
don't have any podcasts to listen to, you're oh, curious man. where to start, you don't know how to start looking into podcasts, these are just some. But again, I've, I, we can always make more recommendations for that. This is just a launch pad for some things that we're interested in. And honestly, I'm such a big fan of podcasts. Oh, it's yeah. like if we can create zeal and excitement for people into podcasts, because there's so many out there. It's so niche. It's really cool. But you know what we should do next time we do something like this? Because I'm the type, like, podcast, yes. Like, I love podcasts. But you, you know how much you and I, we want the people to be reading. We need to do reading recommendations. Didn't we do that once? Or do we do our favorite books? Yeah, we did our favorite books, but we need to do, like, if I was recommending you go read something on a topic like this, we need to do one on that. Absolutely. Darren, I think I think you did a good job on this. Like, you did you did mix it up a little bit. Hey, I, appreciate I mean, that. you did too, you yeah. freaking liberal. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah, you say you don't like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, it makes you a liberal. <laughs> Tucker Carlson just, I can't look at his face oh, or man. listen to his voice or appreciate any of his opinions, so... <laughs> I really avoid any that of one. his opinions. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I I can't say anything I'm towards just, it. I've not watched him or heard him or anything. I don't watch the news. Again, I do. I I, I just I'm so passionate. Like understand the difference between commentary, news, and legitimate journalism. And I think journalists make some of the best book. They're the best authors because they're so thorough. Oh yeah, they have very very thorough. A lot of uh, a lot of the biography biographies I've written that you've written that I've written that I've read. Wow. Can a lot I, of biographies that I've you, written. Will you autograph some for me? <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you have any of my <laughs> biographies? They're all about me. And you're thinking, oh, that's an autobiography. Totally get it. No, um, I think if people really listen, I mean, from theological things to just to to preaching to uh, news to entertainment, like there are a lot of lot of options that we've given them. But uh, definitely, I think one thing that we've come to a conclusion on together is like be be learning. Don't just coast be learning something yeah never feel like you've figured it out and you don't oh, need to goodness, know anything yeah. else i think it's important if you're going to continue the discussion which is what we want to do with the podcast yep it's so hard to have conversations with people it's like for i want to use eschatology end times book of revelation stuff it drives me crazy whenever again i'm not great at eschatology but if you know every now and then i'll read something and it'll change my mind and it it's a bummer when I go to talk to somebody about it. It's like, I read this. What do you think? And for them to be like, it's wrong. Don't believe it. Next question. It's like, well, can you explain? Do you want to talk about it? Don't want to talk about it. I don't believe it. It's not in Scripture. It's like, well, we need to be able to contribute to the discussion, add to it, and go forward together. It's like when you slam the door shut, you know, in, for your in, intelligence, like, I already figured out everything I need to know. Don't care. It's like, man, yeah. you can't really move forward together with somebody on that. Always yeah. try to... Learn something new. But that's the beauty of podcasts. You know, you can keep learning. So this has been good. Well, Darren, I appreciate it. Hey, listener, if you have any questions, any type of feedback at all, hit us up, grassrootswv.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Let us know what podcast you enjoy. Again, agree or disagree, we just appreciate you listening, and we are happy to continue the conversation with you. Thank you so much for giving us your time. And as always, you, that's right, you are awesome. See ya.